Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Advanced data analytics technologies have demonstrated their promise in enhancing multiple areas of care, from medical imaging and revenue cycle management to population health and precision medicine. These algorithms could increase the efficiency of care delivery, reduce administrative burdens, and accelerate disease diagnosis. The pandemic has moved the need for rapid, agile responses based on analytics from a nice-to-have to to must-have. Analytics has become critical for dealing with the pandemic-driven challenges of running a healthcare system. Welcome to another episode of the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. I'm Michael McNutt, Weedy's Director of Events and Education, sitting in for Matthew Albright. For nearly 30 years, Weedy has been an instrumental force in igniting public-private partnerships to empower meaningful changes in the American healthcare system. Recognized and trusted as a formal advisor to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Weedy is the leading authority on the use of health IT to efficiently improve health information exchange, enhance care quality, and reduce cost. With a focus on advancing standards for electronic administrative transactions, promoting data privacy and security, Weedy has been instrumental in aligning the industry in an effort to harmonize administrative and clinical data. Learn more about Weedy and our member benefits at Weedy.org. This week, we spent some time with Julie Rezik, Chief Executive Officer for Advata, a Bellevue, Washington-based healthcare company seeking to deliver advanced data-driven products to improve efficiency and decision-making in healthcare. Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I'm excited to chat today. Yes, yes, definitely. Now, uh, with all our guests, we ask our first question, your healthcare origin story, which uh, yours is rather unique. So please jump into it. How did you get into healthcare? No, absolutely. Um, I would say it was more the opportunity that I saw at hand in terms of what healthcare needed and where I thought, based on my past experience, I could add the most value. Um, but for more than 20 years, you know, I've helped companies perform at their full potential, tackling tough business hurdles for some of the world's leading marketing and technology companies. And I've led a variety of transformative initiatives from company mergers to strategic alignment of internal divisions. Um, but my entire career has been driven by data and trying to bring in innovation. And as Advata CEO, I merged six product assets and now lead the new software company, leveraging responsible AI to improve healthcare, specifically in the rev cycle management space. Um, and whenever I was working in my career, it was always the voice of the customers that truly were the guiding light for company direction or product decisions, truly understanding their pain points to help drive innovation and the insights for you to do better. And that feedback is pure gold. This is going to age me when I tell you this, but I remember putting up my hand to work with the digital team when we were trying to communicate with customers via email and the World Wide Web, you know, when everything was still paper and fax. And I remember thinking, why is everyone looking at me like I'm nuts for doing this? But it's a small example early in my career where I was willing to take the leap to go where the innovation was happening or where it was needed. And believe it or not, there are providers out there that use our technology today that are upgrading from Excel spreadsheets. So leading through innovation and deep customer insights, I've got extensive experience um, in that and welcome the opportunity to help bring that to our customers. And that is exciting to me and why I came to healthcare, because I think, you know, bringing that is something I've done. I think this is a vertical and a space that needs that help. No, fantastic. And your background isn't just in healthcare, as you mentioned. Uh, you were 
uh, now I'll, I'll mention you were an executive at Facebook. Um, it, it's kind of interesting how you know you're so you're so new to this. So from the outside looking in, when you first entered into this healthcare realm, you are about data. Healthcare IT is about data. But what did you see initially? You know, fresh eyes looking into this landscape. Where where were the gaps that you could best identify to say I can make significant change here? Yeah. Yeah. So let me uh, actually take a step back and this will kind of answer, you know, why we went through the journey of Advada, you know, how was it formed? Why was it formed? And looking at the macroeconomics and healthcare, when I joined Advada or to, you know, joined to bring Advada together, there were, you know, staff shortages at the bedside and back office and they still exist. You know, healthcare organizations are still recovering financially from the pandemic. Um, data exists in healthcare systems, right? That's the beautiful thing. But what's lacking are the insights on how to manage inefficiencies. And that's really where Advada's value proposition comes in. Um, pulling in our legacy expertise, Advada's really trying to set a new standard around advanced data analytics and using what we call responsible AI insights to reduce costs and recover revenue. Because the reality is, is you know, more revenue, productivity, efficiency, and lower costs are all currently waiting in the accounts receivable process. And that's, you know, and especially if providers don't have money, it's like, how do we help them get more money to be able to do what they want to do? And that is patient care ultimately. And that's really the opportunity that we saw and that I saw as, as well as my team of, you know, this is an opportunity for us to fix um, and really just making sure that providers capture all the revenue entitled to them is an enormous challenge. Um, you know, healthcare organizations, like I mentioned, have an abundance of data to study to reduce the problem, yet, you know, they lack those actionable insights to manage those inefficiencies. And our solution is based on a platform supported by predictive analytics that provide, provides insights into operations. So think the next best action to take. And quite simply, that increases revenue capture, um, it spotlights avoidable revenue losses, and at the end of the day, it's all about a productivity and efficiency play for operators that are trying to recover revenue for healthcare providers. So for us, um, you know, the fun challenge that my team and I had to address this with the culmination of the six companies was taking the best of the best to form what we have today. So some people out there may be familiar with Kensai, which was one of the six company uh, companies. And, you know, they, they, you know, from their kind of legacy, they, that is what anchors Advada's solid foundation of software solutions, coupled with their ML and AI and overall data science expertise. And then along with our deep revenue cycle management knowledge from Colburn Hill Group, which is where a lot of our revenue cycle ARIP came from. Um, and you know, we often like to say that our solution was built by operators and our customer success teams are all former operators. So they have lived the day of the life of our customers, going back to the customer that I talked about, using our product and speaking that same language. So that being said, you know, Advada leverages the collective brilliance of our six legacy companies and their connective tissue of advanced data analytics to drive you know, impact into healthcare as we can. That's incredible, bringing in all the best of the best of these six and making them into kind of one thing. Um, that seems like an incredibly daunting task. Uh, real quick, any lessons learned for anyone else who's ever in the situation where they're like, hey, we need to combine six companies, uh, take the yeah. best of the best, <laughs> and, and anything yeah. that you can share? Yeah, you know, it kind of goes back to what I what I said. I, I I hoped I was bringing into the organization from not you know having a history in healthcare, but really is listening. 
um, listening to employees, listening to the, you know, experiences and the journeys people have taken, listening and meeting customers, um, and, you know, merging six companies. I think it really requires a lot of high EQ or emotional intelligence to be able to, to navigate that and not, you know, break any eggshells as you're merging as part of that process. But, you know, I mean, when we first came together, you know, there were other solutions that we were still supporting, but it was definitely very clear that the biggest opportunity was in RevCycle management because um, it's an area of need, right? Again, going back to the macroeconomics and the fact that providers are, you know, you know, high labor costs and, you know, not having money to take care of patient care. I mean, that's an area where it's a win-win for everybody. Definitely. Uh, speaking with Julie Rezik, CEO of Advata, here on the Collective Voice of Health IT, a weedy podcast. Now, let's just jump right into AI. You've already uh, mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, we've had several guests, and Weedy itself produces a lot of education based on AI and machine learning and leveraging it in order to serve so many purposes. Um, you know, what do you see? And, and I'll break it down in three different levels, and I guess they all work hand in hand. The perfect marriage of AI and how it can best improve patient experience, the administrative experience, you're talking about, uh, you know, revenue cycle management, and then mm-hmm. the experience for the clinician, making the clinician experience uh, more, I guess, tolerable, more uh, relaxed, uh, more efficient on their side in terms of time in order to see more patients. So so see how that like kind of a big circle of patient, administrative and clinical, how does AI kind of factor in and fix everything you hope? Yeah. Okay, great. No, that's a great question. And I'll maybe first tackle it around more holistically, and then I'll kind of answer it specifically around, you know, the areas that we specifically are trying to solve it in relation to it, admin um, efficiencies. But, you know, the application of AI in healthcare, I think there's no dispute um, that it can't or shouldn't happen. Now it's really about how to do it efficiently and where to apply it. Um, But the critical thing to understand is that AI, automation, ML aren't about removing the human component or human touch. And I think that's really, really important, especially when you talk about using this in the clinician space. But really, it's about pairing technology at every step to optimize the experience of patients, providers, and loved ones, right? It's about new ways of delivering value, leveraging technology to streamline clinician, admin, provider tasks while improving care is critical. Um, We often... You know, when we talk about responsible AI, it's about making sure that we've got different checkpoints in place around fairness, transparency, explainability, um, privacy, security. All of those things are incredibly important. And one area where automation is making a big difference is is in the revenue cycle management space. Um, And, you know, we are applying ML and AI to understand accounts and patterns within collections and claims processing. So essentially establishing rules that might be missing in one area, accounts that may be similar and how do we scale those actions, you know, finding out the next best actions to take for the operator working on that account so they don't have to guess what to do next. And because in my space that we're applying this in, it's a workflow. So inefficiencies can be solved and it's a safer environment than the clinical space. That being said, it all still needs to be done responsibly. Um, but, you know, you know, throughout my career, I've seen the power and promise of AI and the insights driven by machine learning. Just, you know, allow us to be smarter with data and more brilliant and where we focus um, and the problems that we can solve. 
No, that's fantastic. And now let's talk about what can fuel AI data. And I've seen many interviews with you in the past, and you're a big proponent of data. You said it earlier in the podcast. Now, with healthcare, it's all about data. And with Weedy, it's all about data. And it's already there. It's just a matter of it's being the right data, accurate data, and what can we do with that data, almost kind of weaponizing that data. Um, Tell me about the importance of having the right kind of data because you can have the fan, you have the greatest tool in the world. If you're not putting in good stuff, not good stuff is going to come out. So, so yep. talk about how we can use data healthcare. You know, once again, I'm going to use your outside looking in eyes, even though you have been here now for almost yep. a year. <laughs> so yep. you're kind of getting deeper into healthcare, but what can healthcare continue to do or must do in order to allow these machine learning tools to do what they can best do, maximize their effectiveness when it comes to data? Yep, absolutely. Um, so at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, data, like, like I mentioned at the beginning, healthcare providers have a ton of data, but if you don't do anything with it or don't know how to drive, drive insights out of it, then it's useless and you can't do anything. Um, at the same time, you know, using technology to help you decipher what data or insights you should be using is critical. Um, And then at the same time, having a level of human touch in there to validate, you know, the way you're using makes sense. So even from our tool perspective, you know, we're not our technology is not about removing these operators that work in the healthcare um, in, in the healthcare providers. It's really about how do we make them efficient and effective? How do we give them through our technology the tools, the insights, and the next best actions so they know, you know, what they need to prioritize? So, for example, our solution can can analyze an organization's data and determine the combination of bots and tasks to prioritize for staff members to get more cash. So, you know, this review process produces um, like what we like to call a roadmap that these AR operators can then implement to get as much, you know, to get uh, increased cash collections by as much as 1%. Um, So it also just basically prioritizes, you know, which accounts to pursue for the best ROI and which ones to ignore. So time is wasted. Um, you know, and this also, the, you know, using the data and the technology, this also reduces errors and just increases the speed at which tasks can be completed, again, leading to uh, cost savings. But, you know, AI will, you know, definitely continue to be an instrument for organizational management as we move ahead. I fully expect that we will see even more adoption of AI. Um, you know, some providers and payers don't even know what problems they have or what improvements could be made to enhance these efficiencies. Um, you know, so we're, you know, basically the big call to action there is, like I mentioned, you know, there's some customers of ours that are just working off spreadsheets, adding a little bit of technology, having that, you know, technology have some ML, AI, and being data-centric can really just bring those insights, those efficiencies, and that, you know, that those aha moments that they're looking for. That's fantastic. Now, when talking about AI and healthcare, uh, definitely lately, past couple of years, um, health equity has definitely been brought to the forefront and unbiased or biased AI. Um, You know, you have a background at the University of Washington. You're an advisory board chair for executive leadership, diversity and inclusion. Not sure if health IT and health equity were a part of that, but kind of the idea is still kind of spinning around. Um, You know, with AI and healthcare, there are concerns regarding 
who is entering the data and making sure mm-hmm. that that data is clean or, as you mentioned earlier, responsible AI. Is that what you're referencing? Um, I can see it as health equity and, and AI. You're seeing it as responsible AI. Are we speaking the same language here? Are there those considerations of baking in health equity when we are developing AI tools? Yes. Yeah, we're absolutely talking about the same thing. We call it responsible AI. What you're saying is exactly the same thing. Um, And really, you know, responsible AI is the practice of designing, developing and deploying AI with good intention to to empower employees or businesses and fairly impacting, fairly impacting customers and society. So with that, you know, like I mentioned before, there, you know, this, the principles that we look at is fairness and, you know, what are we doing to make sure there's fairness, transparency, explainability. So when we develop models, you know, that we're not using data sets that are only, you know, a person with this profile or this demographic, demographic, um, you know, looking at privacy, security. So those are all the types of things. Um, and then as well as, you know, again, you know, as part of the fairness and explainability, that's when you need to get that human touch piece put back in there to validate, to make sure the machine is doing the right things and that it's not being skewed in a way that it shouldn't be skewed. But again, you know, I feel fortunate in, in our space and the application of where we're doing it here, you know, we still follow responsible AI. Um, but I think it gets a definitely lot harder when you're talking about it in the clinical space and not having that bias there, because that's, you know, really, you know, what I'm talking about bringing dollars back into providers so they can focus on patient care, um, you know, but that's why that human touch is, is, is critical yeah. in any application of it. Yeah, I was yeah, I was wondering from a general perspective, because I know that perhaps the work that Advata does probably doesn't have a lot of kind of cultural biases involved in there because you're dealing right. with one side, the other side, kind right. of the other side of the campus, if you will. Exactly, exactly. But no, that's a great question. Yeah. In, in terms of you've mentioned uh, the adoption of AI and some folks are still using spreadsheets and you're encountering yep. a lot of people who are still kind of first generation tech. Uh, what are some of the challenges you've run into when, you know, approaching providers and payers and attempting to convince them that, you know, AI is the way to go and leveraging AI makes your work better. Uh, so what are some of the speed bumps you've run into? Yeah. So, so I would say that the, you know, the adoption of AI in the healthcare space has definitely increased or improved over the last two years in the beginning, you know, there was a lot of doubt or what does this mean? Um, you know, when we first merged um, Advata together, one of our solutions was hospital operations. And that was an area that was really difficult because, you know, changing, you know, a doctor's mind on the data they're getting from AI and ML to, you know, and comparing that to what they went to school for and the expertise that they bring to the table, you know, is, is much more of a challenging space. Um, and, you know, to get that adoption, you know, from our side where we are again on the admin side, I mean, it's a no brainer. It's like, oh, your machine's going to help us and your, your software is going to help us be more efficient and productive, um, you know, makes it a definitely an easier sell. Um, again, going back to that human touch piece. Um, even with our solution, we have operators, you know, that take the action. We don't you know, always take the action for them. Um, and, you know, I think it will improve over time. Um, and again, there's a huge opportunity to, um, you know, 
add more of that technology. And I think it's just having people be comfortable and knowledgeable about what it means is part of, of that journey toward adoption. No, makes perfect sense. Um, you know, as, as we've said a couple of times now that you're kind of relatively due to the healthcare uh, spectrum. Yep. So your time um, at Facebook and, and, and your other uh, career exploits, uh, especially Facebook, because I'm really interested in that because we all know what Facebook is. We all know kind of the technological depth of, of that site and that organization. Um, there's a lot of customer you know, relations in there. There's a lot of understanding the consumer. Um, now mm-hmm. it was to change the consumer into the patient or the organization. Uh, what are some of the takeaways that you have from Facebook that you're able to p- kind of plug and play in the healthcare arena? Yeah. Um, and even, well, with my experience at Facebook, even though you think if Facebook's a consumer application or app, you know, a lot of the work that I did was on that business to business side of it, which is very similar to where I am today, sitting at Advada and working with healthcare providers. But, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of our chat, knowing how to drive deep customer insights into our products are key elements of my job and my past experience. You know, data, machine learning, AI have always been in the center of my career and being able to continue to bring that knowledge with the infusion of innovation is key. You know, I have an amazing team of experts with years of experience in healthcare, um, in rev cycle management, but personally being able to bring a fresh perspective on the things Advada can change in healthcare is an exciting opportunity for me. Um, you know, and, you know, we also know that, um, you know, change, you know, execution is the hardest part in healthcare. You know, labor costs are high, change is hard. Um, and, you know, healthcare uh, organizations need a partner to leverage technology and the insights derived from data to address complex business solutions so that everyone can focus on patient care. So, you know, it's a lot of that, um you know, that the the deep customer understanding, understanding the pain points, um, knowing the power that data, machine learning and AI can bring to the table and and the, the lack of fear to innovate is, again, you know, kind of the things that I can bring forward. And sometimes even the smallest changes can drive the biggest impact. You know, I mean, a small little tweak back at Facebook to something that we did to the customer experience, you know, had a hum- humongous, you know, impact or ripple effect. So that's really, you know, the opportunity here. And just like I mentioned, right, it's like we actually have customers that are working in spreadsheets today. When they use our technology, you know, their world changes overnight because of the power and, you know, and and the efficiency and productivity that it brings to their day-to-day life. Yes, yes. Now, uh, before I ask about any resources, I did want to ask you one question. And by the way, we're speaking with an innovator and an implementer, Julie Rezik, uh, CEO of Advada on the Collective Voice of Health IT, a weedy podcast. Uh, you were ahead of the game back then. You were saying you were emailing when people were still writing stuff, and now you're an AI. Um, what do you see seven years down the line? What's going to be that new tech that you might be ahead of the game utilizing and leveraging after AI, you know, what else is going to be there? I, we've had guests talk about healthcare in the metaverse of all places. So, like, what else are we looking for? Where, what is our flying car in the next seven to 10 years in healthcare? Yeah. It's funny. Facebook's, you know, name is Meta now, and they're all about the yeah. metaverse, <laughs> ironically. Um, I, I, where I think it, where the change will come in seven years is really putting 
the customer at the center in a seamless experience and journey without having to deal, you know, with bureaucracy or having healthcare systems and data somewhere else and really having, you know, all that data and personal care at your fingertips Mm -hmm. and in your control without it being disjointed. No, that sounds great. Yep. And that would something. be Nirvana, right? That would be Nirvana. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking that I was like, I, I asked you the question. I'm like, I think I know, but, uh, but no, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your insight on that. Um, and, and finally, anything you'd like to leave for our listeners, um, uh, any resources or, or anything that you'd just like to leave them with? Yeah, I, I would just love for everyone to, you know, maybe go to our Advada website. We're constantly posting and sharing new things that we're doing, whether they be customer forums, whether they be white papers, whether they be new innovations um, and technology things that we're working on. And just to keep that conversation going, whether on our website or via our LinkedIn, um, I think that would be phenomenal. Because like I said, I'd love to hear from people, get their thoughts, um, and we can make healthcare better together. All right. Making healthcare better together. That's a fantastic mission. Uh, Thank you once again, Julie Rezik, CEO of Advada. And this is the Collective Voice of Health IT, a weedy podcast where the healthcare IT community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. Find all our episodes as well as information on our association on our website, weedy.org. Thank you for joining us and be safe.